You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen. I'm hoping everybody can hear me, man. I'm having some technical difficulties over here. I'm telling you. Finally, who I have on the line? Uh, I'm I'm here, uh, Reverend Ray. This is uh, Minister Moore. Okay, okay. All right, man. I'm telling you, we're going to... Let me see if I can get some of the brothers to call back in. I'm, I don't know what was going on. They think the system was down or something, but it's a... Uh, Okay, give me a give me a couple of seconds. In fact, while I'm doing this, uh, 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 why don't you go ahead and uh, start off in prayer, if you don't mind, while I'm trying to work out. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to fellowship around your word. We thank you that the unity in men, in our families, on our jobs, in our faith, that we'll come together on one accord, Father, and Prayerfully, the, the word that we this evening will be beneficial to others, that men will be healed, delivered, and set free, uh, that their families will advance in every area of their lives, Father. We thank you for the vision that you've given to Reverend Ray. We thank you for the manifestation of that vision. And, Father, we just give you all praise, all glory, and all honor for all that shall be accomplished and all that shall be revealed in this evening's lesson. And this is your friend's prayer, and we believe that we receive every word spoken. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Bless God. Again, I want to welcome everybody to uh, with Christmas Speak Talk Radio. This is real life, real men, real talk. We were having some difficult um, signing in on blog talk for whatever reason, but um, it seems to be working now. Uh, but we thank God for the, the prayers of the righteous because I had to make some folks. Call some people say, stop praying. I can't get on. Amen. But God is good. Amen. I, I, I know I have uh, Brother um, Cleopas with me, and I think I have um, Brother Antonio. Are you with us, too? Yes, sir. All right. Amen. So, I, uh, Brother Cleopas, I thank you for the prayer. Uh, uh, Reverend, I mean, Brother Austin Green will be with us in a short. We want to continue on our conversation, amen, about what is a man. And I had sent some information to the brother earlier, uh, the direction that we were going in, amen. And so we're grateful for that. I do want to say uh, um, to, the, to these brothers, I mean, you guys, man, you don't, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled to have you with me. I know your Sundays are busy. Football is on for Redskins fans, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry. HGTR. <laughs> Football is on. You know, I don't know where they won and lost, you know, and stuff like that. You know, hey, um, brother, I try to, I try to uh, uh, be even. There's two Cowboy fans and there's two Redskins fans. You and I are the Cowboys and him. Redskins. <laughs> so I'm trying to be even okay. about it. Overwhelm people, you know. 
But I can't talk nothing because we're not doing that well. But anyway, I yeah, know that we, we just kind of sucking right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. It's okay. As long as we, the, the only thing game that I really care about is when we play the Redskins. You know, I mean, this season, like the game. Okay, can we just play the Redskins? <laughs>
uh, we started off talking about uh, about men. Okay, what is a man? What is a man? Amen. And then that towards the end, we got about the last question I asked is why is there such a disconnect? And I have in my notes first question is why is there such a disconnect uh, between? Let's go with God first because He's the head, you know. Um, and I think we had, I, towards the end I talked about that there's really a lot of men in church, you know, and um, they rather spend. T- Let's, let's let's be transparent. <laughs> Watching their cards, amen. Or, or time for especially football season is is you know they be rushing the pastor out of there out of the church, man. Like, hey, make your sermon short. <laughs> you know the Redskins are playing in DC and if, you know whatever. I'm not picking on the Redskins. They're just I know that's a local team for a lot of people. For you guys and everything, but let's say playing, no, make the sandwich. And I've had people tell the pastor, you know, you gotta, you gotta end this, man. The game starts at one o'clock, and it's traffic, you know. So I want to talk about the uh, the disconnect between man and God first. And um, you better go ahead. I'm gonna start with you, uh, uh, Cleo, Cleo first, and then I go to Brother Antonio. Um, <clears throat> well, thank you. Uh... I think uh, a lot of the disconnect between man and God, um, you can trace it back to the fall of man with Adam in the the garden. Um, And I think as a man, I think that, number one, we have to realize uh, that if there is no God, there is no man. Um, God created man. And the Bible says he created him in his image and in his likeness. So consequently, as a man... um, a godly man, uh, we understand that that we have the authority that God has given us in the earth. The Bible says that he's given us dominion over all the works of his hand. But what he didn't give us dominion over was another man. Um, so we have to draw our strength from God, and consequently we have to understand that if God is a speaking spirit, then so am I. I'm a speaking spirit. And Jesus said it best. He says, I only say what I heard my father say, and I only do what I've seen my father do. So I think, you know, as I said in the last broadcast, I think that for, for a man, you have to trace back and you have to go back to the very beginning, and you have to identify where you are <coughs> in your faith walk, in your, in your walk in general. Uh, I think before you can go to any destination that you want to go to, you have to have a starting point of where you're going to start from. And, you know, God did in the very beginning, he went to the end of the thing of us. And then he traced it back to where we started from and put us on our way where he had already created our path in life. So if we walk that path out, uh, doesn't mean we won't have heartache, don't mean we won't have troubles, won't, don't mean we won't have challenges, because we will, because uh, that's what the Word says. <laughs> but along the way, if we stay in faith and we stay in the course that He set us on, then there's victory in the end. Um, so I think that uh, to be a man and, and to, to live a, a godly life as a man, I think you first have to go back and, and find out what does the word man mean uh, relative to God? And how did we come about? And then start from there. Yeah, uh, 
This is Tony. I think you uh, bring a very good point when you started off talking about Adam. And when you think about when God created Adam, he was there in the presence of God. I mean, he was right there with God, communing with God every mm-hmm. single day. Um, you know, we can't even phantom how that might have been at that particular time. And then, of course, with the fall, we lost that um, that that close relationship with him. Now that relationship has been brought back with the second Adam, who is Jesus Christ. And I think that's where um, a, a, a disconnect could also occur also is because are we connected to Christ? Are we connected to the body of Christ? Are we, And to be connected to him, that means we have to acknowledge him. We have to acknowledge that he is the Son of God. We have to acknowledge that he is uh, Lord and Savior over our life. So uh, if we are connected to Christ, then we have access to the Father, which basically restores that relationship and gives us access to the Father, just like Adam had access to God when he was in the Garden of uh, Eden. So um, it's just really a matter of who are we prioritizing as Lord over our lives. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of our life, or is, uh, I I know we were joking, um, is sports the Lord over your life? Is your job Lord over your life? Is hobbies Lord of your life? Uh, Everyone is, putting something as a priority more than other things. So as a man, are you putting your relationship with God at the forefront, which makes everything fall into place, or is something else taking that void or taking that position in your life? So that's where we have to really ask that question first, and then we can start, you know, going from there. Amen. I think uh, Reverend Reverend. Um, Elster just joined us. You with us, Brother Elston? Yes, I'm here. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Amen. We are talking. I'm talking like when we start left off from last month, a disconnect between um, God first and then a disconnect between brothers. Amen. And uh, before I get to you, I want to send a shout out to man. Hey, brother, this is one of the brothers I had to call. I sent a text and said, pray. <laughs> and the producer said, pray, because I couldn't sign in. The sister wouldn't let me sign in. So I want to thank you for your intercession, bro. I really appreciate it. And that's what, that's what, brother, that's what we should be doing, man. Intercede on each other. Because I wasn't panicking or nothing like that, but I was near. Because I was like, okay, what I got to do, what I got to do, you know, and everything. But thank you for your prayers, and uh, uh, and uh, thank you guys for your continued support of the ministry. So that's what we're talking about right now. We did talk, hey, um, Nelson, I got to mention, we did bring up the, the Redskins, okay? Put out that disclaimer in case you go back and listen to it. <laughs> what happened? Did they lose again? I don't, I don't know okay. what they lost. Did they lose? Did they lose? No, they won. Oh, they won. Oh, okay. Oh, Look, God. I wouldn't be surprised if you said, "Oh, yeah, they lost." I'd be like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, know I ain't, you know, you know." So, so we did talk about. I ain't sports. making no money from them, so praise That's God. That's right. We, just, yeah. we realized that. Okay, <laughs> a lot of us watch football. Some of us watch more 
brother, and I was telling um, Tony that we sort of even. Okay, uh, we got two Redskins fans and we got two Cowboys fans. So it's all oh, okay. out there. <laughs> so we're in the same boat, then. All right, okay. All that said, we got all that out. So just, you know, get you caught up and everything. So we were talking about the disconnect, okay? And one of the things I was sharing with the brothers that uh, the disconnect between man and God is that men would rather, talking about sports, would really rather go to a game or rather uh, watch wash their car or do anything else but, but come to the church. And I, I'm, I, I can, for my, I'm guilty of that at times. I've done that, you know, uh, and gave a reason why, why I need to do this. Uh, I am going to a football game or whatever. And I'm not uh, and when I'm talking with it, I'm not knocking it. But what Tony was saying earlier is that if it becomes more of your idol or become a god, then it becomes a problem. Okay. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit because I'm talking about something. Go ahead, Brad. Okay. So what am I, just want to be clear, what am I talking about the disconnect between man and God? Yeah. We're, talk, we're talking about the disconnect between man and God. That's correct. Okay. Um, all right. So I hope what I say is 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 answering the question or the comment or statement. Um, I, I believe the disconnect is because men and and women, but since we're talking about men, men have a tendency, and I'm guilty, to feed our flesh and our emotions. That's why um, sports is such a a a thing for men, most men, because it 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 arouses our emotions, our soul. You know, it will make us excited, it will make us sad, it make us angry. Um, and when we arouse our emotions, whether good or bad, it comes out through the flesh. You know, out of the bottom of the heart, the mouth speaks. But see, the the games does not speak feed the spirit man. So so hear me what I'm saying. So we have um spirit, soul and body. And it should be spirit, soul and body, but you know, most people they do body, soul and spirit. Cuz they want to feed the flesh. They want to appease the flesh. That's why, you know, we we like food, we like Soul food because when we eat the food, it it does something to our soul. We eat good food; it does something to our soul. Sometimes when we eat good food that makes us hum, it makes us you know sing or makes us swing our legs. If you look at little kids, my I was watching a video from my daughter a while ago when she was about two years old. She was eating a peach, and she it was so juicy that I don't even know where she got this from, but she said, mmm. Mm, because it did something to her soul. It it fed her flesh, but it got down to her soul to make her want to start humming. And so what we forget is that when we feed our flesh, it also helps our emotions, but it stops stops right there as it get to our spirit man. Now, we start feeding our spirit man so much to the fact that your your spirit man would trump, if that's a good word, your 
your body and your emotions or your soul. It would trump that, I mean, to the point that your spirit man will will get to the point where if your flesh wants something, your spirit man will overcome it to the point that it's not moved at all because your spirit is looking for something that's going to feed it, which is the word of God, which is spending time with God, which is uh, fellowshipping with God. That's what your spirit man wants. So when your spirit man gets to the point where it says, hey, this is what I need, then your flesh and your soul will follow after spirit man. So now everybody's involved, spirit, soul, and body's involved. When we just deal with the, with our flesh and our soul, only two things involved, your flesh and your soul. Spirit man's not involved because that's not what the spirit man wants. Your spirit saved. Your spirit is a new creature. doesn't change your body. If you're, if you're overweight when you accept Christ, your spirit man is a new creature. You, after you accept Christ, you're still going to be overweight. If you are, um, um, have problems with um, addiction, your spirit man is saved. Your flesh will still have problems with the addiction. It's not until your spirit man gets strong enough through the word of God, through fellowship of God, where it trumps out what your flesh wants. Because your spirit man says, we don't need that. And your flesh will say, okay. Your emotions will be like, or your soul will be like, okay, we don't need that. Because your spirit man is strong. It becomes supernatural. It becomes a superhero because it can overconquer or overcome anything. Of course, the man can kill your body but it can't do anything to your spirit. And so when it comes to the emotions and watching sports or anything else we enjoy, watching whatever, with me, I like movies, you know, it's not feeding my spirit. It's feeding the flesh. And so when your flesh is happy, your soul is happy, Everybody's happy, but it's only for two, three hours. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to whatever situation you're in because your spirit man wasn't fed at all. That's why people tend to be addicted to alcohol and drugs because they look for something to feed their 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 soul, feed their, their body. Their body's craving for whatever it is, drugs, alcohol, if it's food. If it's sex, whatever it is, it's only a temporary fix, but the spirit man is not being fed. I hope I made some type of sense. Yeah. Amen. 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 If, uh, if I could, could piggyback on that, I, I would love to. Sure. Yeah. Um, two things came up when uh, uh, Brother Elson was talking and, and with me. Uh, he said emotions, uh, one, and and the other thing that came up which was trust. <clears throat> and I think a lot of times as men, um, we trust in our own abilities more than we trust in God's ability to be able to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, God never created man to live off his emotions. God created right. man to live off of off of God. Um, you know, Jesus said it best when he was being tempted by Satan. He said, uh, it is written that man should not live by bread alone, 
Well, he wasn't talking about physical food. Uh, he was talking about a relationship with God where God can sustain you in every area of your life. Um, emotions can get you in a, man, it can get you in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, we're, when we're living off of our emotions or living off of our flesh, as, as Brother Elson was saying, uh, but I'm I'm reminded of uh, Proverbs 3 and 5 where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And I think where we miss it and where we get that disconnect a lot of times is we, we on one hand we're trusting God, but on the other hand we're leaning to our own understanding. It You know, we want what we want and we want it right now. That's that selfishness, the epitome of sin is selfishness. And we want what we want and we want it right now. So consequently... Now, even though God is working in our favor, now we put our hand in the game and we start trying making adjustments and, and making this thing speed up for it. And God's not obligated to participate if you're not going to trust him wholeheartedly. Disconnect. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. stay connected. <clears throat> excuse me. If you want to stay connected, um, I think you have to have a lifestyle that Jesus is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. So you got to put everything in, into into him and and trust him. You know uh, that part of uh, building any relationship is having communication. There needs to be a daily dialogue of communication. Um, one of the things that's in the earth realm that God put in the earth realm that nobody can do anything about <coughs> is called mm-hmm. seed time and harvest. Man, you sow a seed, there's going to be a harvest that comes up, comes up uh, alongside or comes up um, at a time. And we we can sow seeds that are opposed to the will of God for our lives. Then we wonder why we're in this trouble or we're in this mess. He never designed us to go in that direction to begin with. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. And if I could jump back in, yeah. um, when just piggyback on what he was saying about um, just having that that connection, that communication with God, that communication with God will keep you connected. Amen. Again, going back to the spirit man, it feeds your spirit where you have the point that you trust God with everything. You depend on him with everything. And you approach him like a child would to his father. Amen. You know, and say, you know, God, this is what I need. This is what's going on. This is what you know, and and even get to the point where you wouldn't have to say anything to him because he will already know. And he, when you come to him, he says, "I already took care of that." Before you say anything, I already took care of that. You know, just like I do with my son. He's like, "Oh, Dad, I already took care of it, son. Don't don't worry about it." Oh, okay, it's done. I took care of the fee for your soccer um, um, tournament that's coming up. Don't. Oh, okay, I I didn't know that you. Yeah, I already took care of it. It's done because. You know the relationship that my son and I have. So when you're able to, you know, connect with God to the point where you are spending him, spending time with Him, not asking for anything, but just just receiving His love and you loving on Him, Amen. You just praising His name and you glorify His name. When you come to Him, lifting up hands, say, God, I just thank you, you know, for all that you're doing, and da da da, and you're helping me to. To provide for my family, take care of my family, and just like your word said, you can supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Instead of saying coming there with tears in your eyes of complaining and whining, why is this happening? No, no, and this and da 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 da. 
you get to the point that when you start glorifying God, anything or anybody come up against you, he's going to take care of, and you won't have to say anything. Maybe your prayer would be, God, just don't kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't kill him. God, see him mess with me. Just don't kill him. You know, have mercy on him. You know, and and in Romans chapter 16, as I was sharing with Ray earlier, it says that God will stamp, stomp Satan under your feet. Uh Uh-huh. He's going to do it. Amen. You don't have to do anything. He didn't say you want to stomp Satan under your feet. He says, the word says that God will stomp Satan under your feet. That means he's going to do it, but it's going to make it look like you did it. But that comes with a relationship. That and that even almost separates you being a man from going from being a man to a man of God. Mm. I'm a man of God now. I'm a man. I'm God's man. I'm not just a man. I'm not a good man, as the world would say it. Now I'm a man of God. Mm. Amen. I'm God's chosen. I'm the one that He takes care of. I'm the one that when I go to Him. That he's going to answer my prayers He hears me He's going to take care of me I have favor That 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 compass me like a shield That's how the favor is as, mm-hmm. as Psalms chapter 5 says And now I'm a true man Like David David was a man of God I mean So now do we want to be just a man? As the world sees us, oh, he's a good man. He takes care of his family. He does this. He goes to church and da 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 da. Praise God. But now, do you want to elevate yourself to being a man of God, where it says not only does he go to church, but now he has a relationship with God. He talks mm-hmm. to God. God talks to him. Amen. Amen. Uh, Elsa, you just said a lot. You you and uh, Cleo and. And basically while you was talking about, you know, us being young lads, so first we're young boys or young lads and young men, then we become men, and then we, the next step is being a man of God. I like that. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, three levels, man. And the, and the idea is for us to get to that level of being a man of God. Being a man is okay. It's a good thing, like you said, that you're doing all the right things, you're taking care of your family, but being a man of God is better because that intimacy that you have with him, you know? And, then, mm-hmm. and, and anytime you have that intimacy with God, you know, being a man as far as your family and everything like that, all that other kind of stuff is taken care of. Because your relationship with God is sure. So uh, I don't want to leave you out talking. You got anything to say? Oh, yes. Uh, First of all, that was real good. And I like the whole aspect of being a man of God Um, and being a man that seeks God's heart. I think that's the other aspect of it, too. Uh, Do you have the heart of God? Mm. Um, You know, it's one thing, um, you know, even as men of God, you know, we – we can sometimes, as it was mentioned before, we can still fall to the flesh. We can still fall to our own natural desires. But when you have a heart for God, just like David, I mean, David, I love David because his whole story was so transparent. It was moments where it was just like, oh, man, David is 
at that peak of worshiping God and praising God so much so that he's praising him out of his clothes. And right. then it was moments where David fell, uh, mm-hmm. falling to his flesh, but he knew how to come back to God because his, he had a heart for God. He had that, that worship and praise already in his spirit, and he knew how to come back to him. And I think that's one of the things that we should so desperately seek every day as men is to mm-hmm. have a heart for God and seek him every opportunity that we can, sing his praises, just like it was mentioned, singing his praises, worshiping him, giving him thanks, because nothing that we do in this life is not already ordained by God. So mm-hmm. when we go to him as the source and realize that we are nothing without him, and we can accomplish nothing without him, then that's when God really can use us and move in our lives because we know who is the real source of our power. Mm. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. 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 He just added another part of that, having the heart of God. <laughs> Amen. Having the heart again. So that, that man of God is, is, is God, but having the heart is God, of God is even better. Amen. I like that, too. Let me write that down. <laughs> having the heart of God. So uh, real quick, everyone, if you're listening, are you listening to When Christmas Speak Talk Radio? This is R3, Real Life, Real Men. And we are talk. I'm joined by Elston uh, um, Green, Cleopas Malone, and um, Brother Antonio Mitchell. Amen. They, they are the main hosts. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so by going to WhenChristmasSpeak at gmail.com. Also, real quick, uh, quick note for everybody that is listening. We do have a Facebook page na- name. Facebook page now under Real Life. We'd like for you to go ahead and join in and um, and send some brothers that way. Uh, it's just beginning. We'd like to start beginning to post encouraging remarks and scriptures and, and songs and all that kind of stuff. Amen. Uh, to encourage the brother to shop at each other's iron. Amen. To shop at each other's iron. Uh, while you guys were talking about the... the uh, the disconnect, and you know, one of the questions that came I, I have now is that, and you you basically have so I've said how to reconnect, and our connection has to be to God. But for somebody that's out there listening, Amen, and maybe they're new, or maybe they've never been saved before ever in their life, and don't know anything about Jesus Christ as their Lord, and if they want some of the things you can tell them, um, and you've probably said some already about connecting with Christ or connecting with okay so I just want us to talk a little bit about that and we got probably about a half hour and then we're, we're going to talk about the relationship with each other but let's talk just talk about connecting because I don't want to I, you know I'm sure that there's someone listening that don't know Christ the Lord Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior so how would you go about making that connection and a, so you uh, how will we minister to salvation to somebody? Salvation to them, yeah. Oh, go okay. ahead. Okay, go ahead, sir. Oh. That um, was me. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I would, to me, try to make it as simple as possible as, as Jesus did. As the word says, um, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. So, Right there, um, belief 
I know one time I was ministering to this this lady in a nursing home, and um, she had MS, and I said, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And she says, yes, because her sister told me to come and pray for her. And I asked her sister, I said, is she saved? She said, I don't know. And I said, do you believe in Jesus Christ? She said, yes. She confessed with her mouth, yes, that she believed in her heart. Right there, she saved me because she confessed it. I mean, how much more do, do does she need to say with dealing with MS and, and not able to speak much? And and I dealt with the what well, I was enough. She should have said a um, the sinner's prayer, or or she should have repeated after me. But then I think about the thief on the cross. You know, mm. he's dying. How much did he say? You know, all he says, God, Lord, please remember me when you go in paradise. And he said, you be with me. And that was it. So he didn't say a sinner's prayer. He didn't do all this stuff. So I, to me, I think it's just to make it as simple as possible because that's how Jesus presented the gospel. That's how the apostles presented the gospel. Not a whole bunch of steps, not a 12-step program like you go into A&A but something simple as possible so they realize that this you don't have to go into the hoops and, and changes like these other man-made religions have made and something that you can't even um, um, live up to because it's so so hard. And so it gets to the point where people say, well, I can't do this or I can't do that, and so they stop. But now you mentioned somebody said, well, you believe in Christ? Yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. You believe he died for you? He says, yeah, mm-hmm, I sure do. Thou shalt be saved. You are saved. And it, is that it? Yes. He's going to take me how I am? Yes. He took some of the other people just the way they <clears> are. <throat> of course he's going to take you the way you are. So that's how I'll do it. Okay. Agreed. And, and uh, I think uh, when you look back over, I know growing up as a kid and Growing up in the church, and um, you know, a lot of uh, what I learned early on in my in my adolescence um, was kind of fearful. You know, um, man. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I think I'm cool. You know, I don't want to go down there and be rolling around in the floor. And you mm-hmm. know, I think one yeah. of the things that when we're ministering um, Christ to someone that. Uh, may not have experienced Christ maybe the way we had growing up. Um I think you got I think you really got to minister the love of Christ. And right. and that is and man, nothing strange, weird or spooky is going to happen. Quite frankly, you can accept Christ right now and your life may not change right away. Right. Mm-hmm. And the more you uh continue in, in the word and learning the word as you as you go along and most importantly getting up under a man or a woman of God that's teaching the word in simplicity with understanding. Um, far too much uh, preaching at people is going on and not enough teaching is going on. And mm-hmm. when, when the word is taught the way it was designed to be taught, uh, where people can get understanding, and that's one of the things Proverbs talks about. It talks about, you know, wisdom is the principal thing, but with all our wisdom, get understanding. 
And and if you don't understand something, man, how are you going to ever really uh, uh, connect to it? Um, so I mm-hmm. think it's important that we that when we're ministering to folks, we're ministering through the love and, and not, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to hell and all that because they may not be in that, they may not receive that, <laughs> you know. So right. Minister, and then you got to, then the other piece of it, man, especially if it's, it's people that, that see you, you know, on a regular, your lifestyle has to minister to them. Come on now. That's where, where your lifestyle is minister, where you're now, Attracting them to God, mm-hmm. you know, we got all these things in the world that are attracting our young people, our young men, and our young boys. And man, where is the where is the man of God that's attracting them young boys to to God? Mm-hmm. Lifestyle is speaking to them where they can come and say, "What must I do to be saved?" Man, right. how you you getting and you, I, you know, I, I don't see you do. It's an attraction. You know, it's an attraction. It's a it's a lifestyle attraction, and uh, so I think it's so important that we that we 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 live what we preach, we live what we talk about, and you can't just live it in, in the four walls of the church and then go out and you know live any a haphazard lifestyle. You got to live that lifestyle every day <clears throat> because that's what's in you, and you've come to have an understanding. Man, we you know, <laughs> Revelation says it this way. It says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And your testimony and my testimony could be the thing that could break a yoke on somebody's life. And we got to be willing. Amen. 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 Brother Tony. Yeah, I, uh, yes, I want to add, um, and you already mentioned your testimony. The testimony is so key in it's not only the testimony that you share about your life story, but it's also your testimony that you live in that's nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, I've learned that when you go through certain situations or you're being tested, one of the things that people look at is your reaction, especially if they know that you are a Christian, if they know that you're trying to live this life as you know a man of God. So when you get tested by certain situations, when you get tested by certain people, they're watching you. You might not mm-hmm. think, you know, there's people watching you, but they're watching you. They're watching Amen. to see what your action is going to be. Absolutely. They're going to say, oh, yeah, now we're going to see if he's really a Christian. We're going to really yep. see how he's going to react now he's being tested. You know, his back is against the wall. And when you actually pass the test, and you're able to now share that testimony, then they're just like, wow. They went through that situation, and they didn't change. What Mm -hmm. they've been talking, they actually did it. So, okay, now you've piqued up my interest, you know, because you could have been in a situation where you would have been all the way right and possibly hitting this person or cussing this person out or doing X, Y, and Z, but you didn't do it. So what is it that, you know, that you have that is just, you know, that's different from what the normal, what the world would say that you should do? And that's when your nonverbal testimony will actually help you to express your verbal testimony, and then that's when the opportunity will come for you to share Jesus Christ. So just like you mentioned, your lifestyle 
If your lifestyle is not living up to what you're actually speaking, people are going to turn you off. They're not mm-hmm. going to believe in what you're actually saying. They're not going to believe because, uh, and that's why we have to be so careful inside of the church. Uh, you know, I don't like it when the church kind of, you know, kind of brings some of the worldly elements into the church. Come on now. They kind of attract people to come to the church. No, the church right. needs to be sanctified. The, the church needs to be kept holy. Right. People are coming to the church to get healing. They right. shouldn't be coming to the church and then the same things that they're doing out there in the world, they got the same mm. thing going inside the church. Mm. That's a contradiction. So we have to be very careful about what we say we're doing, how we're living it, and what we're, you know, through our actions. We have to be so careful because there are so many people that are looking for deliverance. They're looking right. for that hand to say, God, I'm willing to give my life to them. And they might come across the wrong person whose lifestyle is contrary to what they're actually saying, which is jeopardizing their deliverance and their salvation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amen. Oh, that, wow. Was, that was good. That was <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Amen. I want to... Uh, oh, hold on. Real, real, real quick. Uh, Go ahead. I love what he said about using worldly stuff to okay. attract people. And people who want to come to church is because they're tired of the world. So if we use the worldly stuff to attract them and they come in and say, oh, they're just doing the same thing we that I left from. Right. They just put Jesus on top of it. Right. I'm tired of this. I want some pure... And holy, I, I'm tired of living like the world. I'm tired of because it's not working. And here we're trying to use us to attract them, and then they could be turned off themselves. And we're not. We're supposed to be be peculiar people. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be different from the world. So, and we stand out by not being like the world. So I don't, I don't need to dress like the world. I don't need to. To have my uh, certain hairstyles, I'm not trust. I'm not against styles or hairstyles or other things. But if we try to do that to attract people to the church or to the ministry, then we just looking like the world right. instead of being set apart. So you know, I'm going to be who I am, who God called me. This is who I am. So to the point where, you know. Um, I will wear a shirt and tie or a suit if I want to minister instead of just wearing some jeans and a T-shirt, you know, to make people feel uncomfortable or whatever. Because truth be told, people find money to, to invest in anything they want to invest in. If they can find money to buy a $200 pair of Air Jordans, they definitely can find $200 or $100 to go on K&G and buy themselves a suit. So we, we kind of lower the standards, but – we got to get to a point where we are still keeping the standards of of who we are as peculiar people and saying, oh, I mean, if you want to dress the jeans and shirt, that's fine. That's that's on you. That's Come as you are, but this is the way I'm dressing. Right. I'm not dressing right. so, or I'm not going to be this way to draw you. You know, this is who I am. This is what God calls me to be. And Hopefully that the light inside of me will shine enough 
that they see something in me that they can feel comfortable in coming to me or speaking to me um, um, or just even asking for a word of prayer. It's, to me, it's awesome when my coworkers ask me to keep them in prayer. Can you pray for me? And what I used to do, I used to just say, okay, cool, I, I, I'll keep you in my prayers. But God said, that's not enough. He says, take them somewhere and pray. <sighs> okay. Because sometimes when people say, and this is me, keep them in prayer, guess what I do? I forget. But now when somebody says, hey, can you keep me in prayer, especially at my job, I pull that joker to the side, find us a place, lock hands, and I pray. And to me, it's an honor because they see something in me. And I'm not going around toting my Bible. I'm not preaching God or nothing. But they know that there's something in me. And we wear uniforms. So it's not the way I dress that attracts them. But there's something in me that they say, hey, this brother has something. I need him to pray for me. Amen. And, again, those things that we're talking about. I mean, not only can be a disconnect uh, for God, it can be a disconnect from my brothers and my sisters that are coming into the church. Um, uh, one of the things I thought about as you guys were talking, I thought about also music, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, okay You're with pretty hip. music. Yeah, hip <laughs> with music and stuff like that. But sometimes you listen to music and it gets a little carried away. In the body of Christ, and this just my personal opinion. Okay, that's what, what I believe in everything. I don't want to see anybody doing line dances at church. <laughs> but <it's just> me. <laughs> okay, I'm not passing judgment. Hey, but it's just like me. If you, and like Elsa said, if you want to wear a t-shirt, that's fine. That's up to you and everything. But it is me. So because I'm not kind of cast, don't want to cast <laughs> judgment like that. But that's not what I want to see. Okay, that's not what. I want to see. I know, and I noticed for me is that um, for me, uh, I'm watching. Earlier, you were talking about television or watching program TV being things like. If I'm watching a program and it's not in agreement with spirit, it's a disconnect because I need to be able to say, okay, let me turn this on, okay, mm-hmm. or you know, or not not just uh, tell anything. You know, anything, a thought, whatever, anything that would separate or have a, or a the beginning of a disconnect, I need to be able to address it and then address it right away and not wait on it and stuff. And uh, that's the, and everything we've seen, I, again, I don't want to cut it right off. So if you have something else to add, don't worry about the time, just add, man. You know, this is, we just free falling. <laughs> we just talking, you know. <laughs> we just talking. Yeah, I did, ahead, I did have I did have something I want to add, and uh, I just want to say that, man, um, uh, as men and as uh, the body of Christ, uh, we are the church, Uh, not the building that we go to. That's the place where we gather and come on on one accord in our faith, Um, but we are the church when we're, when we're at work. We're we're the church. We're the minister uh, at our jobs. We're the minister in our homes. We're when we go to the hospitals. We're the ministers when we go. Uh, 
Um, so I think that, you know, as men, um, we have to have an understanding that we are the church. And, man, every once in a while, you know, uh, brother, uh, brother Antonio might be able to minister some, to some people that I may, they may never hear from me. Right, um, right. Elston may be able to minister to some people that may never hear from me. Mm-hmm. I may minister to somebody that will never hear from, from one of you. So it's important that we understand that it's not, it's not in the garments we wear. It's not in how we look. It's in what we say and how we live. Um, I'm often reminded of when when Adam fell and the scripture says that God was looking for him and he was hiding. And God said, where are you? And he said, I was afraid. And he was afraid because he was naked. And God said, who told you that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's important that, you know, that we be men of God and not, not men of religion. Um, right, because right. Religion can mess a lot of people up and has mm-hmm. messed people up. And God and, and the Word of God is not religion. That's His Word. And he, His Word is what He framed this world with. Um, and so we have, you know, as, as men of God and, and as believers, um, man, how can I go after that guy that's, that's in the gang, that's gang banging? And, and mm-hmm. I'm in a you know, three-piece suit. You know, I might have to go in there with my hustling boots on and my jeans so I can fit in, so I can get a word in. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I, I just, you know, I, I mean, I agree with what you brothers are saying, um, but I just want to make sure that uh, I at least say that piece, man. We are the church. Right. Yeah. And I guess basically what it really boils down to is, what is God saying to that person, whether you miss that you're ministering to, because yeah, you don't want to go to uh, Southeast DC and, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you maybe it's not a good, let me put it, maybe it's not a good to go to Southeast DC or someplace like that, or, you know, in a neighborhood and we're going to $800 too. Maybe it's a good idea to wear some jeans or whatever to be able to minister and everything like that. But I, I but I also believe, and I think that what we're, we're talking about is the is the word uh, that we have been on topic has been the disconnect, you know. And the disconnect comes in place where and it begins to separate us, us ourselves from God or separate us from each other. Uh, a prime example of uh, Cleophas is that. Uh, a church that has a homeless a homeless person walks into the church, and this is I think this I believe this is the, somebody posted on Facebook. Homeless person walk into the church, and actually the homeless person was the new pastor of the church. Elsie, you might have heard this before. Um, he comes into the church just to get the feel of the church, just to get how people will treat him. Being a homeless person, he's dressed down, he got on regular clothes, and they like, and as he comes to the door. Uh, the, the church, the altar, everybody treat him with disdain. Okay, uh, the yeah, they off to the side where nobody could uh, greet him. Nobody came over and greet him, or nothing like that. Say hello to him during the service or whatever, and everything. So at the end of the service, uh, and when uh, he went up 
and introduce himself as the new pastor for the church. And they asked him, they said, well, well, why did you do it that way? He said, I wanted to see how you treat people, uh, with no matter what they look like, coming into the body and stuff like that and everything. And it was an eye-opener because a lot of times uh, we do that and uh, we don't realize that we you know whether it's a, a short look or whether it's oh, – and in some cases we probably know what we're doing. But we don't realize what we're doing or the impact it's making on somebody that's walking in the door and everything. And this is this is true not just for my own – to for anybody coming in for the first time or for the second time or whatever, and maybe they don't have the right clothes to wear and everything, and we have to be online for that. You know, maybe their dress is too short or whatever. You know, and we have to be mind, we're mindful of those things because we look at those things not only as a distraction, and it shouldn't be what we do. But the idea is to get to a point when the persons come walk in the door, whoever they are that we showed them the love of Christ that we're supposed to. Because then the teaching part starts after that. If you can get them, show them the love of Christ, you can get to a point where you can start begin to teach them certain things. Not religion, not based off religion, not based off religion, but based off the, off the love of Christ. That's a very uh, uh, difficult place for many um, churches and men and everything because everybody, what they do is they form their own, their own idea of how certain things should go and everything. And and um, that also can be a distraction or cause someone not to come back or not to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior based on what you saw in them and not looking at God like Jesus would look at them and everything. I'm talking again a lot. <laughs> well, so, yeah. and- and you really can't. You don't. You don't want to be the stumbling block. Um, yeah, that's basically one not able to receive. Um, based yeah. on, and I think uh, you know, I can speak for me. I mean, I've had that look. You know, uh, when I went into church, when I wasn't uh, uh, saved. You know, I've had that look. You know, how dare you come in here like this? Um, and and it just pushed me further away. I mean, as I said, I I grew up in church, uh, Reverend. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I got when I got old enough where I could make my own decisions and and and, and you know run my own life, so to speak, I ran as far away from the church as I could possibly run. You know, I, I did was, too. Uh, <laughs> I, I I maybe would come on Easter, maybe, uh, yeah. but you know, but I didn't have that foundational teaching of the word. And I got to right. tell you, when I when I, when I finally uh, gave my life to Christ, and I started sitting up under the Word, man, and 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 it just completely changed my life when I was getting teaching, um, in right. simplicity, something that where you can understand. Everybody learns at a different level. Everybody doesn't right. learn the same. Um, right. so and I think that's the key. I think that that's we, as men of God that we continue to uh, you know to live a godly life, uh, you know. In and out of uh, of of our homes, right. And I think that's the key, you know, is getting underneath some some teaching and being discipled and and learning and everything like that. I think that's the main key because if if the, I, I think I don't know about anybody else, but I know when I got back in the church, you know, I I came in reluctant. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. I, I came in reluctant, kicking and everything else, yeah. man. Uh, didn't want to do it. I was having too much fun on the outside and everything. Uh, didn't want to. 
didn't want to change, you know. But uh, God began to, to, to prick at me and everything, and the change began to take place, you know. Right. And I didn't, like like you, like uh, like my cousin Cleopas, man, you know, as he know, we grew, they, they were strict with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably more, more strict with me than I think they, they were with him, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to stick with me. But uh, these things, again, y'all, can be uh, can be a distraction. It creates a disconnect, you know. And and we not only as men, but we as the body of Christ need to be aware of these things that create disconnect, and uh, and be more godly towards those things, no matter who they are, no matter where they're coming from. They might I've known people that come into the church completely drunk. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> drunk it all the what, man. I think was there. Don't ask me how I got saved and everything and left out sober. <laughs> left yeah. out sober, you know, and everything like that. So um, we know with God, all things are possible. And um, and uh, what we gonna do? I don't. I want to. I'm gonna get off our, our, our topic a little bit about. Uh, Disconnect with, with God and everything, but it's all tied in together. And with me, we'll be talking about both now, amen. So, we're in agreement with that. I do want to go ahead because we're running out of time. Give you brothers the last word and um, um, and anything else they want to add because I don't want to cut nobody short. And I'm also going to ask Brother Tony uh, to close us out in prayer, okay? Will do. All right, uh, Ray, I'm, I'm all word out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm I'm good. good. I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. Before you before you before you quick, Tony. Um. Again, I want to thank you, brothers. Uh, taking time out your busy schedule to do this. Amen. The broadcast is doing really really well. Uh, I mean, I'm just. I mean, I'm just amazed, and it just tells me and tells all of us to tell you the need for brothers to to dialogue and to talk about things. And um, as time go back, you guys can come up with some subjects and things you want to talk about too. This is not just on me; this is all of us. Amen. Uh, everything. I want to leave it open like that. <laughs> Amen. I want to tell those that are listening um, to the broadcast that uh, you'll be able to listen to this broadcast in this time, probably about 20 minutes, amen, on a different social media site and everything. I do want to uh, take a time out and welcome those that are listening. I just had my notes. Because we have listeners from all over the country, all over the world. And uh, when I was looking at some things earlier, I want to welcome those brothers that are listening from Germany, from Ireland, um, from Finland, from Singapore, from Russia, uh, all these different countries. And we pray that the broadcast has been a blessing to you, because this applies to you too. You know, uh, United Kingdom, I mean, wherever you, wherever you are, I could say Russia, Japan, uh, different parts of the United States, Philadelphia, and uh, so forth, and everything like that. Just name one, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. We want to welcome you and thank you for listening to When Christian Speak Talk Radio. But thank you more for listening to this broadcast uh, about men of real life, real men and real talk. So we pray that you will be blessed. 
uh, Brother Tony is going to give us the last words or a close out in prayer. Then we can play the announcement, and we pray that you have a blessed afternoon. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm worried out myself, so I'm just going to go ahead and go into prayer. <laughs> All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, God, just to say thank you, God, once again for the Holy Spirit being on this phone call, God. Thank you for being with these mighty men of God. Lord, Father, we also thank you, God, for the listeners, God. We thank you for this platform, God. Lord, Father, you have ordained this for such a time as this, God. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you continue, God, to use us for your glory. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that more men, mighty men of God, will continue to seek you, God, in praise and worship, will continue to seek you in their time of prayer, God. Lord, Father, we pray, God, that more men, God, will continue to seek your heart, God, and continue to give their lives to you, God. Lord, Father, we just pray for the, those who might be lost, God. We pray, God, that they connect with someone, God, who will share the gospel, God, of Jesus Christ to them, God, and what they will be able to open their hearts and give their lives to you, God, so that they can fulfill what you have called them to do and fulfill the purpose that you have birthed within them, God. Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you on tonight because you and you alone are worthy of all the praise, the honor, and the glory, God. Father, we pray, God, that as we leave this phone call, we never leave your presence, God. Lord, Father, we thank you, and it's in the name of Jesus that we pray, God. Amen. 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 God bless you. Again, you've been listening to When Christians Speak Talk Radio. This has been Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, and Real Talk. Amen. With my brothers, um, uh, Elston and Cleopas and Antonio. we see you next month. God bless you. Thank you, brothers, again. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. God bless you, guys. All right, guys. Good night. Good night. Hey, family. We are excited to have two new broadcasts added to the When Christians Speak Talk Radio Network, Marriage Takeover, The Body of One, hosted by Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. It airs every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our hosts cover a wide range of topics to help build stronger marriages. They leave nothing off the table. Our newest broadcast, R3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, premieres Sunday, October 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will air every second Sunday of the month. Our hosts, Elston Green, Cleophas Malone, Antonio Mitchell, and Ray Rose, will create a space by men and for men to have real conversations. It's time to be free, men, from false standards and the expectations of society, family, and self. You don't want to miss this first show this Sunday, October 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. 
when Christian Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast, His Abounding Grace, with Minister Vanessa Williams. That's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. On Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m., join Reverend Gwendolyn Dixon for the Midday Glory Prayer Line. The dial-in number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732 and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On Thursdays, live at 12 noon, join Reverend Pat Randall for Declaring the Finished Work for an hour of worship, exhortation, and prayer. Reverend Ray and friends are here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with the joy of the Lord on Friday Night Joy. Sundays at 7 p.m., join Reverend Ray for Bread of Life for a word in season. And don't forget our monthly broadcast. First Mondays of every month at 7 p.m., be blessed with the teaching ministry of Apostle Shirley Jones on Lifeline. On third Mondays at 7 p.m., join Evangelist Louis McElwain for Adoration, a broadcast of worship and ministries on the mission field. Second Saturdays of the month, join Reverend Curtis, Reverend Novena, and Minister Jordana for Bold and Beautiful, a youth and young adult broadcast setting the world on fire with the love of Jesus. All broadcast times are Eastern Standard Time. Hey family, I want to introduce our newest broadcast that joined us in 2018, The Marriage Take Over the Body of One, hosted by Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. They will be addressing a wide range of topics that will serve to encourage you and to strengthen your marriage. So remember, that's every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, The Marriage Take Over over the body of one. When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry, we are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. 
Your donation will be processed to PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. 